0: This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to Marking Out. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Riding like this Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. We marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out, episode 470. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Joined alongside by the other host today, Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Chris, all the way out there. Chris Sweendog at Marking Out collectively. You know the other links probably if you don't just go back and listen to last week's episode chris covers it quite well um yeah thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us <laughs> that's such a stupid intro but i'm leaving it that's fine dave how how are you doing
1: you yeah, know i'm doing i'm doing all right i'm
0: doing all right how about yourself i'm doing awesome as always yeah I know a nice. lot of people tried to get their major wrestling figure action figure podcast figure wrestling major podcast action toy set yesterday, and the the website crashed. Oh no! Yeah, and it sucks because uh, they were those were the the figures that I would have wanted because they were the blue and orange ones, mm-hmm. and those were always my favorite. I don't for some reason those were like that was my favorite gear that Hawkins and Ryder wore when they were the mm-hmm. Major Brothers. It's probably a Nassau County thing or a Mets thing. I don't know, but uh, yeah, could be. But that sold out really quickly, so it's cool to see them doing big things.
1: That's for sure. I mean, we're always pulling for them. How was your week?
0: Uh, it was. It was pretty good. I went to uh, a taping of Kevin James's new TV show, what's going to be on Netflix called The Crew. Can you spoil anything? Uh yeah, I didn't sign an NDA. <laughs> 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 I could say anything, I, but I there's not really much to say. It's it was a very interesting experience. Oh, you don't really want
1: interesting. No, no, in no. It,
0: it's it wasn't it wasn't bad. You just you you show up the the so the you went to the to late night with us. Mm-hmm. So you've been to shows like that, similar fashion, where you show up like somewhat really early, mm-hmm. and then you're just waiting around. So here we showed up and uh, the, we were supposed to check in at five. So we check in a little under, a little under five. Um, then they get it. We go into the studio. We're just sitting in chairs and then they finally bring us into where the they shoot. So we, we sit into the, the seats or whatever and they're like risers and, uh, and it's just a, a TV movie studio. It's just, huh. a, it's just an empty warehouse with, with a set, a giant set. And it's about, it's a show about like a retired NASCAR guy, I guess. Okay. Or a, a crew that, something like that. I don't know.
1: True, the, tr- uh, like true story of Ricky
0: Bobby. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting cause it's like you would see them do multiple takes and you would see them change jokes here and there to see which got a bigger laugh. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, because one of the jokes that I thought was funnier than the one that got a bigger laugh got, like, a, eh, kind of laugh. But the, the it's, it's, <laughs> it's so weird, because, like, when you watch a, like a live in front of a studio audience show, mm-hmm. like, taped in front of a studio audience, it's like, you're like, yeah, okay, the laughter is not real. But I swear to God, every single take, the laughter was real.
1: All right. It was so I guess so that's something that everybody should be checking out, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean you don't if you're a fan of Kevin James, check it out. I'll I'll be checking it out. I think it comes out in June on Netflix called The Crew. Check it out. And then other other than that I, I uh I did some winter barbecuing, winter grilling. I hate saying barbecuing because it's not barbecuing, but I grilled. That's so I enjoyed cool. that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Anything else to report? Uh not much not much else. How about yourself?
1: Uh this week has been Uh, this week kind of like all into like uh, a cluster it seemed. Uh, unfortunately, my my grandma passed away, so this entire week has been just um just a storm of everything. But I've been trying to stay on top of wrestling. Uh, haven't been able to though. But I've been liking what I've been seeing, you know. So yeah, outside of that, not too much else. Not too much else. Next week I do go to Colorado though. So, unfortunately, I will not be on the podcast. Are you going um, to Mile High City? I guess so. I guess so. Is that, is that what the kids call it these days? Well, I don't know. Are you going to Denver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Denver. And um, the kids have been like a nickname for
0: the longest time. Well... I saw Drew McIntyre enjoyed a uh, Billy Joel concert last night with uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I think it was Sergeant Slaughter and uh, Tyson Kidd and Natalia. That's weird, right? Yeah,
1: (laughs) Um, yeah. I'll be going there. Leaving on Monday. We'll be back on uh, uh, the week after. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Um, Gonna try skiing. Gonna give skiing a little shot.
0: Have you not skied before?
1: Oh no, I've never been
0: skiing. Remember French fry pizza? French fry pizza.
1: Yeah, that's what it's all about right there. French frying pizza. Uh, Do you you know you don't want a pizza when you have to French fry though?
0: Do you understand that? Is that like a thing that you get? I, I would never go skiing. I, I,
1: it's one of those things where I want to give it a shot and if I have fun, great. But if not, <laughs> at least I can say I, I did it.
0: I don't think physically, I don't think I can do that. Of course you can. I don't know. I remember one time we went, my, uh, my family went to a, uh, a resort in the Poconos and some of them went skiing And, uh, my mom and I went to go snow tubing at the suggestion or tobogganing at the suggestion of my aunt Mm -hmm. and we're, we're looking for where this mountain is, whatever. And we finally, we crossed this path and we, my mom falls through ice and there's like no signs or anything that's marked that it's like thin ice or anything. We didn't know we were walking on ice. It was just like snow on the ground. Mm -hmm. And then I fell through the ice trying to get her out of the ice Aye. So that was pretty, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're both, uh, we both survived that.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good.
0: Dude, and, and like, I remember we finally, there was like a turnaround point. Like we were like, okay, we're going back now, soaking wet, freezing cold. I mm-hmm. get into the, uh, into the lo the lodge where everyone's like sitting in there in front of the hot fire, drinking hot cocoa and stuff. And, uh, they're like, what happened? We were like we fell through thin ice. No signs. I remember taking my uh, my boot off and pouring water, like a lot of water, out of my boot. And my aunt's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't like, I don't care. I fell through ice on their resort."
1: Well, it's a good thing there was no snake in that boot. Yeah. So,
0: all right. So let's
1: get on to some uh, sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday
0: Night Nitro. Which I don't know if you noticed or not. The Monday night raw entrance changed. I did not notice. You know how it was like it's been like that half pipe looking thing? Yeah. And there used to be a cutout where the wrestlers would come out from like yeah. it was kind of like a third of the way to the right. Yeah. They took it out. They now just come out from the side of the stage. Oh, that's Huh. It was huh. so it's so weird, but like I guess Looks wise, it might look better for like entrance videos and stuff.
1: Well, that's interesting.
0: But Monday Night Raw opens up with Randy Orton. Randy. It had some, uh, had some like really good heat here where he would like try to speak and the fans just would continually, continually boo him. And, uh, he ends up just saying, I can't do this and walks away. Mm hmm. So it's like, I don't know if we're seeing like the remorseful side of Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. Or if we're just, I mean, I would assume we're still seeing that that snake.
1: Yeah, I think we're still seeing that snake. There's no way that we're not seeing the snake. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, it's going to be the snake.
0: But I'm still still interested uh, in this 2020 version of Randy Orton right now at least
1: yeah no i'm totally on on the same page as that i i dig it i welcome it
0: uh first first match of the evening unfortunately (laughs) uh i mean they're given what they give i mean they're working with what they they're given but liv morgan defeats lana yeah for the second week in a row that Liv wins a single match. I don't understand. I I hope this is like the end of the Lana Liv Morgan Bobby Lashley Rusev thing.
1: Well, I mean, Rusev's off TV now. Well, yeah, so they report on the site.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, that's he's just been off for what two weeks, one week.
1: Yeah, but they're saying that it's due to contract disputes that they don't want to put him feature him on TV now. So it's going to be interesting uh-huh. what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I guess he was a free. He's going to be a free agent, and because of contract disputes, they didn't want to feature him in this storyline anymore. That's why he hasn't been on TV.
0: I thought everybody signed like three
1: year deals. I, don't know. I think Lana signed a five year, but Rusev never signed one yet. Oh, so they're probably keeping him off until he signs one. So, especially with WrestleMania coming up, yeah. which stinks. But
0: but after yeah. this match. Ruby Riot returned, and Liv Morgan went to go hug her, which, come on, who does that? You know, it's a big return, you're getting attacked, so, Ruby Ruby Riot attacks her.
1: I mean, yeah, but also, look at everything that, that Liv Morgan, I mean, yeah, that has happened with Liv Morgan. It seems like it's, she started at the top, or she grew to the top, and now it's just a spiral, a quick Uh, downward spiral. It's
0: that wedding, that wedding completely just like... I know. It's just that completely so much. At, it, was, it was so weird because after Ruby riot attacked Liv Morgan and she was done with that, the lights randomly went out and they came back on and Lana hit the X factor on live. So it you know, seems like it's not the last time of Lana and live, which completely sucks because like live should be in a, a better storyline, but
1: you know, I'm, I'm going to say it's still, I think that Bray Wyatt could still save this.
0: It's funny. It kind of seems like this is a SmackDown storyline rather than a Raw storyline. Yeah, because I can see SmackDown that. to me as of late has been like not great at all. Yeah. And Raw, surprisingly, I, I quite enjoyed this Monday Night Raw.
1: Mm hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't watch it live, but from what I saw. Uh, when catching up, I was a fan. It seemed like it was it was jam packed with a lot of action and it was fun.
0: Speaking of jam packed, the next match we saw was Drew McIntyre defeating Mojo Rawley. Uh, McIntyre cuts a promo beforehand where he told Mojo that he's going to hit Mojo with a claymore in three seconds, or three seconds after the bell rings. Boom! Bell rings. Three, two, one. Claymore. One, two, three.
1: Too bad he's not the champion now
0: Yeah. 24-7. Dude, I first of all, Riddick Moss was there and didn't do anything. I don't know why. Yeah, like last week, McIntyre defeated the OC last week. Why is he not taking on Mojo and, and Riddick at the same time?
1: Apparently, Riddick got concussed last week. On his debut, I guess he got a head injury. Oh. So they wanted to – that's what I saw, that I guess he got hurt. Somehow he didn't really even see action. But something happened where he had some sort of a head injury, so they're kind of – we may not see him in full action maybe for another week or two,
0: depending on how how he's feeling. Uh, Unrelated to Raw, I just want to know how they didn't have the 24-7 championship defended at the Super Bowl. That would have been it's. It's literally the biggest sporting event of the year. WWE is part of the Fox family. The Super Bowl was on Fox. Mojo was there. It seems like a no brainer now. I agree with you. Well, next
1: up you had Murphy.
0: I'm gonna still call him Buddy Murphy. Betty Don't Maffey work. I'm not. They they could try to tell me that his name's no longer Buddy Murphy, but <laughs> I'm gonna continue to say Buddy Murphy. It's like the oh his name's just Andrade now. Well, I'm going to call him Alma still. But yeah, Yeah. Buddy Murphy teamed up with the Authors of Pain to defeat Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders in an elimination tag team match. Which uh, at one point, Ivar did a a running crossbody into the LED apron and it went out because he ran into it, whatever. But the referee was checking on him. Seth Rollins hits Eric from the outside with a curb stomp. And uh, Ivar was walked out by referees, which left Kevin Owens basically there by himself. I hate that Ivar was walked out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Spelling, yeah that, well, it is what it is, I guess. But Yeah, I know. Kevin Owens quickly basically eliminates uh, Buddy Murphy and Aikam, which is kind of weird, but... Uh, He uh, ends up getting taken out by Rezar. Mm Mm-hmm. But Kevin Owens got a standing ovation afterwards, so that was cool.
1: That's always a nice moment. Next up, you had Aleister Black pick up a victory over Eric Young. Yep, Eric Young is still with the company.
0: With the exception of a few moves from Eric Young, this match went exactly how you thought it would. Yeah. And then, and then Black cuts that promo afterwards, which I thought was interesting. I would have liked to have seen more from it, but...
1: I, I like that he's getting the mic a lot more, though, in ring. I think that's very important as a character and to build his character. So I'm very... I'm happy that they're giving him the live mic.
0: It's just, I don't know, like... Like, it is, he, he speaks about, like, oh, I'm no longer going to be challenging people... Or, I'm not going to be waiting for people to challenge me. I'm going to go out and challenge them. So, does that mean like he went out and challenged Eric Young?
1: Did he challenge that jobber last week? Or two weeks ago? I don't who know. Who knows? But next up, you had Umberto Carrillo
0: in the yeah. ring. He was out for a match, and Zelina Vega came out with Angel Garza, who is Umberto Carrillo's cousin, also in real life named Umberto
1: interesting fact
0: uh, Carrillo grabs the mic from Garza while they were while Garza was talking to, to him and uh, he like responded in Spanish Zelina Vegas slapped uh, Umberto and Garza attacked him uh, Zelina went and pulled up the the mat outside and just as as Angel Garza went to go take him out just like he had done with uh, everybody else etc we've seen the spot over and over again but it still seemed fresh to me
1: yeah no i thought it was a nice spot um, uh ray
0: mysterio made the save yeah so and and also umberto and uh and angel i will say this every single week they are two of the best wrestlers in wwe right now so i marked out big time thinking i was about to see that match but uh it ended up being Rey mysterio taking on and defeating angel garza which was which still, still awesome
1: to see yeah, that was still a good match, and
0: you still, at the end of the match, you had that DDT spot. Yeah, Garza hit that hammerlock DDT onto the concrete for, uh, onto Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll we'll see Rey Mysterio versus Kalisto, but... I don't know, it seems like Kalisto's <laughs> injured again. Well, yeah, I saw that too, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. But it, it's like, it's crazy, because like, I, I fully expected... I, well, actually, I didn't expect at all to see Garza on Monday Night Raw... Mm-hmm. And then we saw Garza on Ron. I was like, "Holy hell, we're about to see Garza versus Humberto." Yeah. And then that didn't happen, and then we saw Rey Mysterio versus uh Angel Garza and I'm like, "This is awesome." Like these between them uh Rey Mysterio and uh Andrade like the just put them all together in that feud. I'm all for it. It's like to the point where it's a damn shame Sin Cara is gone to cuz he could have gone into this feud too. Yeah, I know. That's a shame. But uh, after this, you had Charlotte Flair come out, uh, maybe discussing what uh, she might be, you know... Challenging? Yeah, who she might be challenging. And she gets cut off by Rhea Ripley. Which is awesome
1: because, I mean, we were talking about it. It would would be great if Flair challenged for that NXT
0: championship. And, uh, you know... to me it kind of makes flair look weak why it makes ripley look strong but because you know i mean f- she says oh you've never beaten me yeah flair walks off i feel like it should have been flair just randomly showing up at nxt
1: no because i i think that this is better have ripley come to her doorstep instead and be like hey i know you're focused on smackdown and raw but don't forget about me I'm the one that you haven't defeated.
0: I, I think that that's huge for Ripley, I, and I think that's okay for Flair. I don't know. I just think it makes Flair look a little weak. But rip think, it, it, makes, it makes Ripley look incredibly strong. She's going after the person that won the, the Raw Rumble. Yeah, and I think that that's, impo- that's okay with but, now, but Flair. But the reason why I think it makes Flair look weak is because now she won the Raw Rumble. It's her pick or whatever. She's now chasing the challenger, who just happens to be the champion.
1: I disagree. I don't think that she's chasing the challenger. I think that the, I think that if, Ripley, if that
0: in fact happens, otherwise I, I, otherwise I, I still Rip, want fiend versus flair.
1: I think that Ripley is just antagonizing her into picking her. I think that it's not flair chasing her though at all, uh, but I hope that we do get flair versus Ripley. Next up, you had Oscar pick up the victory over Natalia. Anything uh, to say here?
0: Uh, not for me. I mean, I'm assuming this was a, a total divas segment also because natty had the the kobe the kobe bryant armbands on oh and they they, she spoke they spoke about how like her father-daughter relationship and everything so i have to assume that's total divas oh um but they also they also spoke about oscar's chase to wrestlemania which i think is dumb because oscar is the champion she shouldn't have a chase. It should be people chasing the Kabuki Warriors for a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, and so no, she's not chasing anything, right? And then after this, Oscar calls out Becky Lynch because she wants a rematch. Becky Lynch came out and accepted it, which Kyrie went to attack Becky, but Becky stopped her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Like it, maybe this is going to lead to. Um, kabuki warriors versus divas of doom i
1: don't think we're gonna get a kabuki warriors match at wrestlemania
0: it, it would be very hard for me to believe that we're not gonna get that i mean i, I feel like next week during the championship match we could see like a, a, a no contest we could see Shayna baszler and boom that there sparks that that line to wrestlemania unless that's gonna be a triple threat match i mean All right, yeah, maybe kabuki warriors makes no sense
1: yeah, maybe Kabuki Wars versus uh, Divas of Doom. That's yeah. true. Uh, the main event of the evening, winner faces Lesnar. Ricochet picked up the victory over Lashley and Rollins.
0: Yeah, which is literally the only match I would have cared to see out of the three.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: But Buddy Murphy and Authors of Pain came out to help Seth Rollins during this. Kevin Owens came out, took out Buddy Murphy. Viking Raiders came out and took Authors of Pain. So we're going to continually see that. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Uh, next week, I believe Samoa Joe is involved in the mix. But it should be interesting to see uh, Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar. And I I'm do hope... I, it sucks because I, I can't see... like. Kofi Kingston was built up so much and then it literally lasted a minute. So I can't really picture Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar lasting more than a minute.
1: I I definitely do. I think that I think that Ricochet versus Lesnar could actually be a a good match. Um the Kofi Kingston stuff I kind of I regardless I didn't that's one, pro slash Mark slash I. I didn't really care um, for a period. So Ricochet versus Lesnar, I'm always a fan of the, the, cru- like the cruiserweight at, uh, high flyer taking on the powerhouse, Brock Lesnar. So I'm all for this one. I think it's going to be a good match.
0: And uh, Raw ends after Brock Lesnar came out, hit Ricochet with the F5. That's a true story. True story. Moving over to Friday Night SmackDown opens up with the returning dirt sheet. It's been years since we've seen a new one of these, so I, I popped for that. It was awesome to have it back. It wasn't the greatest, but it also wasn't the absolute worst. As some yeah, people... but
1: we, I mean, we got the return of it though.
0: Yeah, I'm I was satisfied with it as as everything they aired like a movie trailer for once upon a time in oh what did they call it i forget what they called it it was the spoof of obviously once upon a time in hollywood but they aired the movie trailer which had lance storm in it which obviously right away draws me in for a, a pop factor <laughs> he goes if i could be serious for a moment so i popped for that new day ends up cutting them off Uso's came out after the Miz so that they've beat every team to become number one contenders, and they said, "You guys have never beaten us." And then Ziggler's music hit, and uh, Miz and John Morrison jumped the new day in the ring. Um, but like the, I think the weirdest part of this segment, uh-huh. uh and still leaves me feeling un feel s- still leaves me feeling uncomfortable. Okay. Is what? When New Day came out to cut their promo, Big Why? E, Big e was, was speaking, and two fans took popcorn from his bucket and, and started eating it. And oh. that's literally one of the weirdest things I've ever seen a fan do in pro wrestling. Eating the popcorn? Yeah. Why? I
1: feel like they've done a lot worse.
0: E- no fans have definitely done a lot worse but that was just like I have I cringed at that it was Big E was not paying attention to the fans he was obviously doing his job he was cutting a promo and, and focused in on on Miz and Morrison and the guy just like reaches over like and so casually as if he's best friends with Big E as if the popcorn was meant for him he just goes scoops popcorn into his mouth and the other guy does it too I was like what is happening I was so creeped out by that. I swear, like, ugh! I don't want to even like think about that. It was so really? weird. Death it bad? was, dude. It was so weird. I know. I I know we've seen fans do a lot worse, but that was so weird. That was the weirdest thing to me from SmackDown last night. But the uh, match that ends up happening, we see the Usos taking on and defeating Ziggler and Robert Roode. Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Do you hear that? I'll if you hear me, I do hope uh, again. Like this is hopefully the end of that Reigns and Corbin feud. I just want this to be done. I don't want any more of this.
1: I totally with you. Which nobody, yeah. And I feel like not Especially, much. I disagree. I reconsider my thought, and I'm for it. I mean,
0: what or else what
1: are you going to do with Corbin? What else are you going to do with...
0: Uh... I, I don't know, but, like, it's it's so... the the This match, I feel like nothing really happened in the match. Mm-hmm. Like, the Usos had a big return, and then they got stuck with this Roman Reigns feud, and it's like, I, again, like, kind of don't care about the Usos right now. Back when they were I doing could, their yeah. feud with New Day, it was like, holy crap, this is really good. And now it's just like, eh. They're they're side pieces in a feud.
1: Yeah, that's true. I could see that.
0: Uh, After this match, they went and replayed what happened to King Corbin last week with all the dog food. And then Corbin goes into the production truck to see who played it. The guy like fesses up and then he tossed the guy out of the truck and down the steps.
1: It's too bad they didn't do that to more people.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say too bad it wasn't the Kevin Dunn. I was like, I tweeted that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I would
1: accept that as well.
0: Uh, uh, next up, we had Elias defeating Cesaro. Uh, it, it sucks. This in is... In fact, it, it's,
1: trying to play a factor. What? Zayn trying to play a factor.
0: It's like a match that I should be interested in, but, like, Elias is being booked like crap. Cesaro's just been floating around, basically doing nothing for months. Yeah. So it's, again, like, just like the last match. There's nothing nothing grabs you there's nothing in this
1: no there's nothing enticing to draw you in i mean this entire Sami Zayn group uh originally it it seemed like a cool idea it seemed really good but which you were
0: kind of against at first
1: yeah i was against at first but
0: yeah just no bueno um after this we saw king corbin come out yelling at the crowd Which was this was supposed to be Goldberg announcing who's he was who he was going to be facing next, so it's like oh, I I kind of I wouldn't mind seeing it being King Corbin, so I thought that was where it was going to lead into, Mm -hmm. but uh, Corbin cut the same promo about how he should have won the Royal Rumble and how he should have gone on to main event WrestleMania and blamed Roman Reigns, and then he. Dump water on a plant, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns came out and attacked him. Corbin ran off, and Roman Reigns agreed to a, another match.
1: And that was the end of that chapter.
0: So, so they're going to have a steel cage match at uh, Super Showdown. Um, personally, I think it should have been a kennel from hell match, because... I mean, as ba- as much as people say how bad that match was, it, it, this match involves every dog aspect there could yeah. be. Yeah, what better place to bring back the Kennel from Hell match than <laughs> in this ma- than in this feud? No, it's that's very true. Very true. Up next, we had Goldberg live via satellite. Would you be pissed if you uh, had Goldberg advertised to be at SmackDown and you bought a ticket and to see him and he was there? Not there?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would definitely be annoyed at that.
0: Goldberg dressed like he was about to be doing some mall walking, by the way.
1: <laughs> I mean, I unfortunately, on the other end of the phone call, it wasn't Matt Riddle.
0: No, but he challenged Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship. It gets cut off by Firefly Funhouse News, uh, which Bray then accepted. I wasn't expecting it to be the fiend versus goldberg at all. Mm-hmm. Um just fingers are big time crossed that fiend retains the championship. Hmm. And that we don't go on to see goldberg versus reigns or something like that at mania. I,
1: no, I think we're going to see fiend versus reigns. Uh it's just unfortunate that we have to go through this goldberg aspect but I don't know I really Maybe hope Matt Riddle will, will interrupt And it will get entertaining I really <laughs> hope he retains
0: uh, But after that we saw Daniel Bryan in the locker room Heath Slater randomly came up to him To talk and check on him And he ran down everything The Fiend did to Daniel Bryan And Bryan's like you know what How about a match And Daniel Bryan went on And just absolutely Tore Heath Slater apart
1: Very unnecessary. I mean, he was just doing what friends
0: do. It was kind of, like, sad. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Heath Slater. Dude, that was, by the way, Heath Slater's first, like, singles match on uh, TV since, like, 2018, December. Would you ever
1: do that to me if I tried to help you with advice and stuff? I I don't know. Would you, like, just
0: totally demolish me and,
1: like, hit me with your big boot?
0: I don't know. I, huh. You never know. I maybe, guess we're never going to find out because I'm never
1: giving you advice again. Maybe
0: throw you into a uh, pond or something.
1: You like know, it you is possible. It is possible. I know that you have uh, done that in the past. I don't really like to talk about it, so thank you for bringing yeah, that no, up. No, there's
0: no no need to air.
1: No, 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 but thanks.
0: But, uh, yeah, so I'm all for using more of Heath Slater. It's unfortunate that I don't think we're going to be seeing more of Heath Slater.
1: No, I think that's it.
0: Um, As it was completely, like, one-sided. But these were two Nexus members, so it was thumbs up, kind of cool. After that, we saw Renee Young interviewing Braun Strowman about winning the Intercontinental Championship. Which Nakamura and Sami Zayn came out. Brought up Braun Strowman winning the championship using that exposed turnbuckle. Which is what I said last week. Big guys shouldn't have been having to use the turnbuckle. I get what you said. Is that like he used the advantage or whatever? Yeah, use it. Why not? Use it. But I disagree with that. But Braun Strowman said that he'll defend the title right then. And Sami Zayn's like, "Eh, I don't know about that. And then the Revival jumped uh, Braun Strowman from behind. Nakamura joined in. Strowman, at first, overcame it all and took out all three of them. And then he uh, went and chased Sami Zayn around the ring, and Nakamura hits him with the Kishasa.
1: I mean, do they expect us to expect Nakamura to defeat Braun Strowman now? I I don't know. I'm guessing that they're going to have a rematch.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. After next this, up, we saw a great video package, uh training montage for Otis's date with Mandy Rose, a uh, heavy machinery. This was like, I thought this was fantastic. I can't, I'm i like, out of everything next that week. A,
1: what about the fact that he's able to do sit-ups like that? <laughs>
0: just in the crunches alone, I'm like, wow.
1: I, I question how many I could do right now.
0: Out of everything next week, though, I am like, incredibly looking forward to this segment and i'm gonna be so disappointed if mandy rose is like "Ugh, as if like
1: dude i'm somebody is going to interrupt this and there's got to be some sort of a heel that tries to woo her and oh man dude everybody's in the wwe universe is in for a heartache
0: i'm gonna be very very upset if it doesn't go (laughs) oh this is what
1: What what about like I love how he was preparing himself at the dinner table. Yeah, that was really funny. Took the table with him. That
0: was really funny. Yeah, yeah. I like Um, even like eating the steak with his bare hands, and and Tucker's like no 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 no. Yeah, that was great. Next match, very quick match. Sheamus defeats Apollo Cruz. Yep, Apollo Cruz is still on the roster. Uh, He went to go after him after the match, and Shorty G ran down to make the save, but. Seamus took him out.
1: That's uh, that's what Sheamus does, you know. I I don't. I feel like Shorty G. What's uh, at first it was cool and
0: everything. Now I think that I don't think it's going to get over Shorty G. I don't know if I, I don't know what they're doing with it. <laughs> he just keeps getting hit by Sheamus. When, when like eventually he's going to get that one win over Sheamus and become huge. I don't get it. I, I think they're trying to do that little
1: that Daniel Bryan aspect where he was um like the little man compared to like Randy Orton and Triple right, H back yeah. in the day and then back was, in the day five years ago yeah and then like it just spins into that entire blowing up so I the thing is I I can see them going with that route with Shorty G the thing is I don't see it working though
0: it there's I, there's not really much of a chase after Sheamus though I don't know where he goes maybe the big giant <laughs> match he overcomes Braun Strowman. You know, I
1: uh, I just want to see Sheamus hold a title again. Not a oh, t- uh, singles title.
0: I don't know. The only title that he would be holding soon would be the Intercontinental, so he'd have to take out Braun Strowman.
1: Nah, that's true. That's
0: Main true. event saw a new number one contender be crowned for Bayley's SmackDown Women's Championship. That being, oh, I figured I would let you say it. Carmella. As she defeated Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Dana Brooke. Uh, It was weird. Bailey attacked Naomi early on in the match, but, like, she kept going. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was going to be, like, Naomi overcoming that to eventually win, but I'm, they haven't quite said this is at Super Showdown, Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be at Super Showdown. Really? I, I kind of feel, feel like it would be, Mm. but, um, Carmella winning was surprising to me, but, um, and then Bailey attacked Carmella after the match, but Naomi's shoulder was up for, for Carmella's pin, so maybe this will lead to Naomi versus Bailey at WrestleMania, hmm. and this is just a way to have a feud for Elangated. the upcoming. Yeah, unless this match takes place at Elimination Chamber in March mm-hmm. and not Super Showdown, but it kind of—I don't know.
1: It seems to me like that. I—I I wouldn't mind seeing Carmella as champion. We've yeah, but Bailey and, uh...
0: Bailey's the longest reigning champion. I don't think they're taking the title off of her. No way. Extent. Yeah. Uh well, the longest reigning Smackdown Women's Champion. Not like of all time.
1: Really? It's already been that that long too? Yeah. Or are they just saying that?
0: No, it, she's she's literally she's held it for like 200 No way. Uh no, not two. How many title defenses? She, she's held it 116 days for this reign, but 256 total.
1: Oh, okay. So total. Okay, I was gonna say, but this that's and, still two this... reigns.
0: That's only two reigns.
1: Yeah, but even still, I I, I thought that's that still it, a, a marker was... though. Yeah, yeah.
0: The the previous. Uh, of most days held for the championship was 147, that being Flair. And then prior to that was 140. Mm hmm. Tied, Bailey and, and Naomi were tied at 140. Mm hmm. And then Carmella, 131, and Bailey's climbing at 116.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And
0: uh, and of the combined reigns, she's only got two of them. The other one after that is uh, Becky Lynch's three reigns is 216. Mm hmm. So.
1: Nah. No. I don't know. I, yeah, Bailey. I still go back and forth with. I like the new gimmick. I like the storylines and stuff like that. But it, it's just weird to me that she's been championing for so long. Yeah, well. Over 100 days. Which I guess it that's not too long because it's really just, just over three months. So just really just three pay-per-views. Math? Yeah, if you think about it, it's just really three pay-per-views that she's been championing for, which doesn't seem that much
0: yeah but that was smackdown that was wwe etc uh hey brandon got any shout outs hi this is casey Kasem, and up next on the american top 40 brandon shout out the good place is getting the first shout out they aired the uh final episode last week uh and it's always been such a great show. They they sneak wrestling references in from time to time. I, I've no, I've told you about a few of them. Yeah. And always pop. On the second to last episode, there was a wrestling reference. They had like a bunch of Attitude Era stuff on the episode. On the last episode, there was wrestling. That's,
1: that's so weird.
0: One of the writers
1: has to be a wrestling fan.
0: I, I mean, maybe it might, might be Mike Sure, He created... Um, was, oh, Goldberg's? Goldberg's? No, he didn't. That's Adam oh. Goldberg, but oh. he created uh Parks and Rec and I believe he also wrote for The Office. But
1: there's oh, I th- I thought you were going to say like a TV show that had wrestling no, references. No, 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 in no, the no. Past
0: already. No. Mhm. Uh but the next shout out goes to Second Chance Theater, which is a bit that they do on uh I mean not even a bit, but it's a uh, from Late Night with Seth Meyers. Where he has former and current SNL cast members do sketches that never made it to air. Mm -hmm. So I think it's cool to see them do that. And then afterwards, they they talk about the writing process of it. Mm -hmm. And like, why it was cut, like, etc. So I I thought it was, I think it's cool.
1: That's interesting. And they
0: say like, who, which, which um, celebrities were hosting at that time when they had pitched the, the sketches. Mm -hmm. so it would be kind of cool to see them do that with like older sketches too from like the the 90s and even earlier but yeah that would be interesting I I don't know if they would Seth was the the head of the head writer at the time so that's why everything with him doing it makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, and then the last shout out goes to Kevin James Uh, which it's crazy to say that I've been a fan for his for for 20 years already Wow. It's like, where has the That's... time gone? Yeah, it's... Because I, I first found out about King of Queens on my first cruise. Yeah. Uh, which was in, like, 2000. Mm-hmm. It was back when cruises would play the same three shows on, and, like, the episodes every... Like, throughout the day.
1: Yeah. In between, like, the commercials for the actual cruise that you're currently on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was... And it was, like, Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, Two and a Half Men, and, and uh, King of Queens, and I from watching that on the cruise i was hooked on king of queens
1: well there you go that's where you actually got me started with king of queens
0: yeah and we used to all have the king of queens weekends and stuff and Uh, yeah awesome
1: yeah that it was
0: uh but those are my shout outs now it's time for Ow! Ow. Marked out moment of the week i don't know if i marked out for it specifically or not but i thought it was cool that the rock opened the super bowl yeah that was a pretty cool moment in the same venue that we saw him defeat john cena ah that's weird (laughs) <laughs> That's
1: interesting. I, I marked out for Super Bowl related as well. Just the fact of seeing a su- SmackDown commercial, yeah, after, like the, almost directly after Super Bowl ended, there was a commercial. For oh, Smackdown. they had it
0: during the the Super Bowl also. I yeah, believe. The, yeah, I think
1: like they had it during as well. And I was just like, this is so cool to see Smack like WWE being advertised on such a large level. um It's,
0: it's weird because it wasn't like a Super Bowl commercial, like we've seen it uh, like over and over again already yeah yeah but like does it technically count as a super bowl commercial
1: i'd say so it's still aired um they also no aren't... no i don't know if they
0: paid the millions no i would assume fox was doing that i don't yeah. know
1: yeah i i, I assume that it's a fox related
0: deal yeah it has to be it was on the yeah. fox but uh as for actually like actual super bowl commercials rick flair was in a sabra hummus commercial oh, yeah, Pop hummus hummus Holmes? Uh John Cena was in a Michelob Ultra commercial with Jimmy Fallon which people are saying might be the best commercial of all time.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: I don't know. I, it was a nice it, it was, was a it fine was commercial. I liked was, the commercial.
1: Yeah, it was funny, but I wouldn't say the best of all time. <laughs>
0: Marks. And then Discover aired a uh, they aired two different commercials. One was like them asking a question and having a bunch of clips from TV shows answering no, which obviously this could have been fit in there as well, but they had another commercial where everyone was answering yes, and they included a clip of Daniel Bryan's yes chant. So that was that was unexpected and cool. I don't know if he gets paid for that or what. No way. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But <laughs> And then also, I didn't see the commercial, but apparently during the kickoff show, they had a Pizza Hut commercial with Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks. Really, I didn't see that. Yeah, well, I didn't see it either. Well, yeah. I, I didn't even get to see Sasha Banks and Roman Reigns. I thought, I thought I, I DVR'd the Super Bowl. You would expect that maybe the the national anthem would be included there, but it it wasn't even it wasn't included. I had to go online and, and watch it. Yeah. Um, also, I uh, marked out for Velveteen Dream and Marina Shaf- and having the Marina Shafir and. Her and Roderick Strong's son on their tights. Oh, of course. Tights.
1: That med was
0: pretty epic. Um, I think it's kind of weird but kind of cool. Bowling for Soup released a song called Alexa Bliss about Alexa Bliss. <laughs> so that's – I marked out for that. And then also uh, they released the, the new Southpaw Regional Wrestling DLC for 2K20. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty disappointing, which is on theme to two K twenty, which I thought like Chad too bad and Tex Ferguson's were must, but Ferguson's Ferguson were musts, but it they just weren't in it, which sucked. Mm-hmm. They were they were in it via name, but not much more than that. It, it focused on mainly the uh, quote unquote women's division, which didn't exist on the actual show, but they mm-hmm. did have Renee Young's character Susan do commentary with uh, Tyler Breeze's Mr. McElroy. So I, I appreciated that. And you could unlock uh, McElroy to play as. You can unlock Sea Creature, which I appreciate. Um, and I wish you could unlock others, like Daniel Bryan's uh, Dan Bandana and Renee Beret are in it, as well as Seth Rollins' uh, Dry Rub Doug and Rusev's Big Bartholomew. But um, you you can't... They don't. You don't. I don't think you get them to play as.
1: That stinks. I guess we'll find out. But
0: hopefully, uh, hopefully, but you all, know, all their, the creative... it saves,
1: I don't think nothing's going to save the game. No, it's <laughs> it's a dying game. But
0: yeah. all the all the parts are there if you wanted to go in and create Dan Bandana and Renee Beret and stuff. And and it's still cool that we, and also Pelvis Wesley I think has parts. But it's cool that we get a. Uh, I guess like a knockoff spring break WCW arena. Yeah. Surrounded by water, so that's at least cool. And we get a cool backstage area that's like a nineties or not nineties, an eighties arcade and dance floor and so all in all it's it's decent, but could be better. There's some aspects that definitely remind me of uh Southpaw. I like that uh the iconics names are Heather and Other Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that, but that's funny. Yeah, so that's the Mark Out moment of the week. That's basically the show, uh, episode 470. Check us out iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Out at Out on Twitter, at bttg161, at chrissweendog, at dave the rave underscore mo, prowrestlingtees.com slash Out. We wish you. V. v Best.
1: Best of luck in your future endeavors.
0: Have a fan.